Welcome to the author's show of entrepreneurship and regional development podcasts. Each publication in our journal is a great opportunity to share significant and audacious contributions to a large audience. My guest today is David Pickernell from Portsmouth University. He co-authored a paper entitled Innovation and Knowledge Base for Entrepreneurship, Investigating Small and Medium Enterprises innovation across European regions using fuzzy set qualitative comparative analysis. He co-authored this paper with Malcolm Bionon and Paul Jones. David, welcome to our show. Thank you very much. Can you tell us what is the origin of your paper? Why have you decided to address this particular topic? And what is the question you aim to answer with your paper? Um, well, we're particularly interested, all the authors are particularly interested in uh, innovation, which is obviously increasingly important in creating economic, social and environmental solutions in Europe. Um, but it's also increasingly seen as something which can help to build the resilience of regions. Um, and importantly, when we're looking at that, with my background as a, a kind of an economic geographer, I suppose, Um, less innovative European regions are often actively encouraged via the European Union policy, for example, but also national and regional level policies to try and close the innovation gap with their better performing counterparts. Now, there's two kind of important elements there that we are interested in. First, um, entrepreneurship, which is regarded as central to this uh, type of economic development, particularly in the European context that often drives innovations to be successfully created and then disseminated and put into the market. So innovation and entrepreneurship overlap with one another. That brings into play something that I'm interested in and Paul Jones is interested in as professors of entrepreneurship and, and small business, that these SMEs are really, really important for um, creating those innovation outcomes. Um, and What we're interested in there is, okay, is, is not about creating the innovation itself, but leading to new to market sales. So innovation becoming more and more important part of a small firm's portfolio. The second bit of that is, if you like, what builds around that? Um, so in the European context, uh, a region's research capacity um, is seen as increasingly important and as often seen as the most single important factor in firm innovation. So we're interested in looking at that because what that suggests is that individual firm and regional capacities are actually linked together. Um, and if we think about these in, in kind of an absorptive capacity terms, then you've got the region's ability to create and uh, absorb innovation, um, which is itself linked to the firm's ability and the region's uh, ability to generate uh, innovation. And that can then be related to things such as um, human capital, uh, higher education activity, firms utilizing knowledge from public and externally uh, conducted research. So there's a whole range of kind of formal and informal networks going on. And what we noticed was that whilst there obviously had been a lot of prior research in the area, there's a gap in the literature when you look at trying to use what are called configurational approaches. So looking at how combinations of variables together actually work to create an outcome. Um, so we used um, something called fuzzy set qualitative comparative analysis to capture this complexity, these interrelated, often asymmetrical 
and nuanced kind of groupings of factors which drive innovation in, in differing regions. And that's important because it's kind of the idea that different regions will have different ways to get to success and other techniques don't allow us to look at that in the same way. Um, so whilst prior studies have utilised those conditions and the outcome often, they haven't often done it in the same study and certainly haven't considered the impact or combinations of these conditions. What are the main contributions of your paper? Um, well, the main contribution I would say is to generate a, a much more comprehensive evaluation of the complexity of innovation at the regional level, because we're able to capture multiple recipes which lead to the same outcome using this particular technique. So it gets away from the more traditional um, uh, regression-based approach, which kind of identifies the importance of individual variables, which wouldn't allow us to look at individual regions and sort of say, well, look, that particular recipe works in that region, but not in another region. In addition to that, um, uh, the work of, um, in particular, uh, Malcolm Bynan to generate map-based elucidation of the findings. In other words, you can show these things on maps. So that's one of the things here is the way in which the um, results are presented. There's a there's an innovation there, if you like, a kind of a, um, a contribution there, um, which also helps to establish a baseline for future analysis for European regions when it comes to this innovation um, performance. What was for you the main theoretical or methodological challenges in addressing such a question? I think the major challenge here is because of what we were interested in and looking at how different regions may use different ways to generate success in the, in the sense of innovation, was trying to find a method which is capable of capturing that type of heterogeneity. Um, as I said before, regression models capture individual conditions in isolation rather than identifying combinations of variables. Um, Structural equation modelling is, isn't able to account for what's called equifinality, where you've got more than one combination that can lead to the same outcome, um, or where you've got differences between what leads to the presence of an outcome and the absence of the outcome. So fuzzy set qualitative comparative analysis is able to deal with those kinds of issues, and that means it can generate more nuance, more configuration, or more region-specific findings, which um, create, I think, greater value for academics and policymakers by providing greater detail at the regional level, which then helps research and policy in those regions. And during your research journey, what was your biggest surprise or maybe the most counterintuitive result? Um, well, I would probably say that it was a bit of a surprise, the relatively high number of recipes, there were four, um, that could lead to the presence of high new to market firm sales or SMEs relative to there only being a single recipe which explained the absence of high new to market sales for SMEs. So that was a, perhaps a little bit surprising, kind of like the, the balance between the two. It was kind of saying here, look, there is basically one There's one obvious recipe for failure, but there are multiple recipes for success here. I suppose the other thing which was interesting, I would say, um, maybe more than surprising, was that one of the recipes, um, the third recipe, um, showed that even where education and co-production are both absent, 
collaboration between SMEs on its own can still create beneficial high new to market firm sales outcome. And I think what that highlights, which this is probably less of a surprise, but it kind of emphasized even more, is there's a need for innovation policy to be specifically tailored for the context of the region. Because that 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 recipe there basically says, look, even where you've actually got this absence of these other kind of supporting mechanisms, if you can promote the linkages between the firms themselves, that can be a really useful, at the very least, starting point for success. And what are the main implications of your work for entrepreneurs, managers or practitioners in general? Um, well, I'd probably say in particular for policymakers, we've got three kind of you know, main implications. First of all, because it identifies groups of regions in the European context that face similar conditions, that implies that you can uh, uh, identify policy learning and benchmarking for those groups. So they can benchmark against each other and maybe learn from each other because they're faced with similar context. So they can actually focus on things that uh, are possible in regions which look like theirs. And often those regions are not the region right next to them. They could be regions in different countries that just share the same uh, characteristics. I'd say secondly, um, the identification of recipes that apply to different groups of regions allows policymakers in those countries to more clearly identify where policy should be focused. And in particular, whether you need policy approaches that may need to be broader than just focusing on one particular variable, given that it's the combinations of conditions that are important in explaining the innovation, not just one in isolation. I think the third um, implication is that it can assist policymakers in strengthening, in some cases, specific conditions in their regions where that's going to more effectively generate beneficial uh, innovation outcomes for their SMEs. So there will be cases here where they say, oh, we're weak in that particular, that particular condition, but if we strengthen it because we've also got strength in these others, that means that we'll, we'll generate success. But the, because you're able to identify the whole recipe, you know what combinations will work and therefore what elements need to be strengthened. So I think those would probably be the, the major implications. I mean, obviously, there's a reason there's a there's a need for um, for further research, longitudinal research, um, for example, and then taking this forward um, into the future as well and looking at how these um, these recipes may develop over time and how regions may change over time as well. But I'd say those are the, those are the three main implications. Thanks a lot, David, for participating to our podcast. The article has been published in Volume 33, Issue 3 and 4 of Entrepreneurship and Regional Development, a journal edited by Taylor and Francis. All our podcasts are available on entrepreneurship-erd.com and on the main podcast platform.